0: to go
1: another edition of Run Up the Score here with Ben Bachman and Bo Mullet and we are recapping the games from this past Sunday of week five in the NFL and then we will give you a preview of what's to come so week five then week five was an interesting week there wasn't a whole lot um of action that i took ahead of it i didn't really know what to do with the board but we had some exciting games one that wasn't as exciting was our first international game at nine thirty in the morning uh falcons jets falcons won 27 to 20 although i feel like that score should have been a little
0: further apart maybe
1: what did you think? I, I didn't get a chance to watch this game.
0: Yeah, it, it it's like one of those games where you kind of look at you look back at the scoreboard after watching the game, you're like, wow, was it really 27 to 20? Because let's Atlanta dominated this game from the start to the finish. It was 20 to 3 um at halftime. Mm. Uh so, so I guess you can kind of start saying, like, oh, Atlanta almost blew another lead, which it it was kind of looking like that. Um, But, you know, the Jets' defense is horrendous, and so Atlanta was able to get a touchdown and put the game out of touch. Uh, I don't even think the Jets really had a chance, if I can remember. You know, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. I can't remember what happens before noon. Um, But, yeah, (laughs) like, the, the Falcons controlled this one. The Jets tried to make it interesting, but all in all, Falcons dominated this one. Uh, Zach Wilson did not look good 19 to 32 no touchdowns and a pick Matt Ryan had honestly his numbers looked really good 33 of 45 342 yards and two touchdowns I mean why that game was 27 20 is beyond me the Falcons dominated I think they might have played a little too conservative in the second half allowing the Jets to just get back into it but outside of that the Falcons were the superior team
1: um. Yeah. I mean, that seemed to that game. I, I stayed away from it because it seemed like it was going to be the battle of the bad, like the jet. Like I I I had my suspicions that the Jets were the worst team. Um. But the Falcons just haven't been very good this year either, which is kind of. Ever since the Falcons went to the Super Bowl, they've been a pretty bad team. Um. And I think they kind of. Fool, I think honestly, I think the Super Bowl. They are finally, this might be the first year, like, everyone is kind of off the Falcons now. Like, the Falcons have been a pretty bad team pretty much since they went to the Super Bowl. Um, But in years previously, we all thought, well, the Falcons have a good roster. The Falcons are pretty good. You know, like, um, you know, they were just in the Super Bowl. How could they be bad? Um, I think this might this might be the first year where everyone's kind of like, we're all on the same page, like the Falcons stink.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it's really hard because I look at the Falcons roster, especially offensively. You try to figure you, it's like, you know, they're bad, but you try to figure out why they're bad. And I can't tell you why they're bad. I mean, Matt Ryan, he's a starting quarterback. I think he's, a, you know, in the top half of quarterbacks. He's got great weapons. Uh, I don't, you know, the running game could use some work. I'm not going to lie. Mike Davis, he was an okay back last year for Carolina when McCaffrey was down. Uh, Cordell Patterson, he has regained some relevance for the first time in five years. So they could use rushing there, but Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, who just got his first touchdown, um yeah it it just seems a little weird why this team's not why this team has not been able to be as good as what they have been. Yeah.
1: Um we had a bit of a surprise Patriots Texans now the Patriots the, the, the Patriots won. Um they won 25 to 22. Um but this game at one point Ben I think was it 22 to
0: Six, I think it might have been 22 to six. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a ugly, ugly game by the Patriots, especially coming off that Tampa win. Uh, a know, loss, I don't know. But... Or a ten- I mean, honestly, it felt like a New England win. The fact that they did not get blown out and had a chance to win that game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so off of that gutsy performance against Tampa Bay, it came up coming up just short you'd figured they'd go into Houston and smack them around a little bit, but that's, that just wasn't the case.
1: Yeah. Uh, every, it seemed like every time I turned around, Houston was uh and goal to go. Um, Davis Mills bounces back. He goes from having three picks to three touchdowns. Um, however, the kicker <laughs> – did he I can't remember? I know he missed the first two extra points. I don't know what was going on with kickers on Sunday, but there was a lot of missed I, kicks.
0: I was gonna say it it was all of week five. Kickers sucked. Like <laughs> I think they broke the record for most kicks or most PATs missed in the Super Bowl era. Well, I mean, um, yeah, he-
1: I, I think what 13 extra points were missed, I think.
0: Mm-hmm it was it was ridiculous but yeah th- this game was no exception i think both new england and houston missed their first pats but yeah it was a 22 to 9 deficit so they had 9 points not 22 6 that is they
1: ended up coming back they ended up scaring me out of my parlay um
0: see this is this is why i love teasers okay Love Even teezer. a teaser would have been risky at that
1: point with what the line started. Oh, with. no, I
0: was sweating. I was sweating. 22-9, uh, man. I teased that. That game got teased down to, uh, I believe, were they in nine-point favor or a seven-point favor? Eight. <sighs> it was an eight? Okay. So if it was an Maybe eight, eight. half, eight and a half. It, it, w- it would have been teased down to 16 because I did 14 points. So it would have been at plus six, which... Yeah, for a while there, it was looking pretty scary, but I think I was able to get it.
1: Um, the, li- <laughs> the Lions and the Vikings. If they're... <laughs> Listen, there is no experience like being a Lions fan. Oh, my gosh. This team is cursed. They're, they lost... In the most Lions way, like they keep finding new ways to new ways to lose games. The, the Vikings were up 16 to six, I believe. And um, I think there was like four minutes left. And then the Lions got a field goal it was 16 to nine. They get it back. They go down They score a touchdown and they go for two with like 30 seconds left in the game. So it's 1615. They're going for two. Um, thir- I think 37. I don't know what the number was. 30 some seconds left in the game. Um, they go for two. They get it. Lions up 1716. Um, at which point uh, I believe it was Nick Wright tweeted about how it just must be awful to be a Vikings fan because they just find w- ways to lose games miserably. Like it's a, they shank a short field goal. They, you know, give up like this games. They shouldn't lose. Like Vikings were a 10 point favorite for this game. Um, so it's 17, 16, 30 seconds left. And somehow some way the Vikings go down, get in field goal range and kick a winning field goal to win 1917. Like even when the lions, win, they lose, like <laughs> it is incredible. This team is cursed. Uh, Nick Wright probably followed up his first tweet with, that is, of course, unless you're a Lions fan, that would be worse. Um, which to me, uh, to his point, many Vikings fans said, well, at least the Lions fans don't have expectations, but the, um, the, the, it's just, this is so bizarre. The, the way the Lions lose games uh, you had motor city, Dan Campbell up on the podium uh, crying about how much he cares and, and stuff, Um the Detroit fans love it. Um, Ben shaking his head. I mean, what, what's, what do you, what do you do?
0: Look, uh, I've never been a fan of the whole emotional raw, raw type of uh, head coach. Um, You know, I think it speaks volumes in terms of the leadership to be able to keep your composure in those situations. Yeah. That's tough loss and whatnot, but, uh, look, the Lions had a very valiant effort and coming back into this game. But let's be honest. They were outplayed majority of that game. They deserved to lose. OK, they fought back and the Lion or in the Vikings, who had outplayed them all game, did what they needed to do to go down the field and win the game. The Lions were outplayed. Don't let anyone fool you. Jared Goff only was 21 of 35 with 200 yards. Like 203, not 275, 203, no touchdowns and a pick. Like, and they didn't have a rush. They like had a total rushing, just over 100 yards between two rushers. The Lions are not good. Okay. It's not like they're cursed. It's not like the Chargers last year, who were good, but found a way to lose almost every single game. This is Lions team is bad. Okay. And they play tough. But how they're bad,
1: how can you say they're not cursed? They lose on a 66 yard field goal. They come, they take the lead 30 seconds left. They lose on another field goal. It, come on, Ben. It's the Calvin Johnson Look, curse. I'm not,
0: I'm not Calvin Johnson curse. They were cursed long before that.
1: No, but this, this is, they, they haven't paid Calvin Johnson the money he's owed. This is, this is
0: the, this is the curse. Well, he should not have retired. Anyway, uh, (laughs) but uh, here, here, the Lions are bad, okay? I am not one to believe in curses, okay? If you consistently lose, you're just bad, okay? Whether you lose in heartbreak or you get smacked around 45 to 17, Either way, it's a lion's move. We well, want to know why, because you lost.
1: Uh, well, I'm going to remember that statement. Eagles, Panthers, twenty-one, eighteen. Eagles. I don't. I know nothing of this game. I didn't see any of it.
0: Um, essentially, I think there. I think the Panthers dominate. Well, I want to say dominate. Panthers had control for most of the game. And I think the they were unable to put the Eagles away, and I think there was a blocked punt that gave the Eagles an opportunity to get. Um. They gave the Eagles an opportunity to take the lead. They took advantage, and uh, that's exactly what they did. They took advantage and won the game. Uh, so let me see if I can find that here real quick. Um. Uh, but yeah, essentially, I feel like the Panthers. Should have won this game, but all in all, they they couldn't put the Eagles away. They let the Eagles hang around. The Eagles won it. Um, yeah, they're they're up eighteen to thirteen, and oh, then yeah. there was a blocked punt that they recovered in the in deep into Panthers territory, and the Eagles capitalized on it with three minutes to go. Yeah.
1: Um. There's the Saints and the Washington football team. The Saints won 33-22. I think at this point, it's pretty safe to say Washington defense is bad. Um, I don't really know. I'm still not sure what to do with the Saints, but I know that the Washington defense is bad because they've given up like the most points and the most uh, yards.
0: Yeah, Washington – defense is bad and i don't know why i thought ron rivera was a defensive coach it looked like their defense was solid last year and even chase young i i don't think he's recorded a sack yet this year and uh yeah i don't
1: think he has a sack yeah
0: yeah it's so he's not as effective as he was last year which is bizarre i don't i don't know what to do with it This was this, in my opinion, was kind of a very forgettable game. I feel like there's so many good games and this game was kind of just. You didn't really know what to think of it going into the game and nothing really shocking happened, so. I I honestly forgot who won this game, if I'm being honest, but it looked like it was a It looks like it was kind of a close game up into the fourth quarter, but yeah, Heineke—he's a—he's Taylor Heineke's interesting. I'm looking at his numbers, just under fifty percent with two touch or with actually no—he had no touchdowns, just two picks. So it's like a lot of people are trying to say he's good, but at the same time, you know, his numbers are just kind of bizarre. They're kind of just out there. I don't know what your thoughts on Taylor Heineke is as quarterback.
1: I think, I think Taylor Heineke is a solid backup quarterback up to this point. I think I've seen him. Uh, this, I guess, the Saints' defense isn't bad, so that doesn't surprise me as much. Um, like the when he played the Giants and he's played the Bucks, and I I think he's had good games, but I don't think he'll be consistent mm-hmm. with it. And so I think he's a good backup
0: because he he can go in there and play well. Mm -hmm. But what do we do with the Saints? Jameis Winston had four touchdowns and a pick. So,
1: you know what we do with the Saints is we fade them next week because he's probably going to have one touchdown and four picks.
0: Maybe. How many touchdowns does he have on the year? I'm very curious. I don't know. I guess twelve touchdowns and three picks. That's that's not bad. I would. I'd like to see that compared to the other quarterbacks. But yeah, again, all in all, this is a pretty forgettable game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Jameis Winston might be decent. I don't know. That Jerry's still out on that.
1: Um, Titans and Jaguars. Here's one that I thought. For sure, I didn't take it, and I thought I definitely should. Uh, it was four and a half. Titans won 37-19. Jaguars didn't have a chance in this game.
0: Yeah. It, uh, again, this is this is a game that Tennessee should have won. They went in there. They got the job done. There were lots of other games to pay attention to, so that's what I did. I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to this. Jags have a lot of uh, stuff going on behind the scenes. Urban Meyer. Yeah, lots of distractions in that term. Do you want me to say Urban Meyer? Yeah, just call it out, dude. You're trying to be all vague and stuff. Well, (laughs) everyone knows that. I I don't need to go into it. I'm just saying they have distractions and Urban Meyer is a man <laughs> <laughs> They have a distraction. <laughs> and that cost them the game. That's all I'm gonna say about it.
1: Um dolphins Buccaneers. This one wasn't close. 4517.
0: Yeah, uh I thought that game had the potential of, you know, being something. I was in the wrong there. You took the you uh, took the dolphin side of it, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, it it was close for a little bit. I think in the, uh, I was actually having pretty high hopes. I mean, they all started with uh, zero. Easy there, Bo. Easy there. What? like at the end of the first quarter, it was it was 10 to seven. That was just at the end of the first quarter. So you know at the end of the first quarter, 10 to 7. Actually, Miami led 10 to 7. Miami was winning after the first quarter. So I was feeling pretty good. And then a 17 point second quarter, and that's all she wrote. Well, actually, it was 17 to 24 going into the fourth quarter.
1: Hmm.
0: Tampa Bay had three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and that was it. Okay. That's what happened. Um, it's weird because Jacoby's <laughs> sets numbers weren't, weren't bad. They're 27 to 39, 275 yards and a touchdown, or two touchdowns and a pick. I mean, they're not great, but they're not horrendous. Certainly, there were worse quarterbacks this week. And then you said Jacoby? Yeah. Didn't he get hurt? I didn't he's the only quarterback that played
1: maybe he got hurt afterwards. I know he got hurt I, at least that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Um The Broncos and the Steelers this was another one that was just kind of boring but Steelers won 27-19. Like I said, I called it. I said I don't know why the Steelers are going to win. I just think they are. And the offense actually looked good.
0: I mean, yeah, that was absolutely fair one. Yeah. Um, I think there – I think uh, – oh, sorry. I'm kind of watching Thursday Night Football at the moment. Um, but, yeah, it's – going back to that Broncos game, Teddy Bridgewater, water uh, he was in concussion protocol all week. They're going into Pittsburgh. That's a tough place to play. And not to mention, I think Vic Fangio kind of – painting himself a target i guess or made himself a distraction to the team by making a big deal of the ravens running the ball
1: it looks like we may have lost ben um I will try and move us along here. Uh if you're if you don't know, I think Ben mentioned it. Um, we are recording right now. It's Thursday night. The Buccaneers are currently playing Eagles in Philadelphia. And uh we are, let's see, eight minutes left in the first quarter. Buccaneers are up by a touchdown. Um, Tom Brady threw one into OJ Howard, I believe. Um, and so that, that's going on right now. So we probably uh, well, I guess we won't. We're not going to really give you a preview of the Bucks Eagles game. Just know that um, beforehand that I had picked the uh, Buccaneers minus seven uh, or minus six and a half, whatever you got it at that. Um, I was on the Bucks side. I just don't see the Eagles are just. Uh, I mean, they're not. They're not bad bad, but they're a pretty bad team, um, and so given the, the Eagles being a not very good team and the Buccaneers just kind of exploding on the not good teams. Um, I'm anticipating this one not being a very good game and, and pretty one-sided. Um, the only thing that concerns me there is the Tampa Bay secondary um, has just been so banged up. There might be a couple of things, but I don't think the Eagles can take advantage of it. I, I'm not sure. I know the jury's still on Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm not sure if Jalen Hurts will be able to take advantage of a bad secondary. Um, although his his running could make him a threat. Um so Eagles are currently driving. I'm not sure where Ben is. I think he's trying to rejoin. Um but yeah, so if you if you hear a if you hear a um interruption or um, or a pause or something. It's probably because uh, something happened in the game and we're, we're keeping an eye on it while we record right now.
0: This any better?
1: Well, I can see you and hear you so yes.
0: All right. Uh, it suggested me trying it using Zoom through my browser so, so that's what we're going to do.
1: Okay. Um, so we're coming off Broncos Steelers. Um, well, the next game we have is bears Raiders bears win 20 to nine. Uh, I called that one. The, Oh, I think, Oh shoot. Oh, Ben's back. Okay. He's just freezing out. Kind of. Um,
0: <laughs> I was gonna say I hear everything you say. I'm yeah. going to turn yeah. off my camera.
1: You're lagging a bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I called the Bears side of that. Um, Raiders got too many distractions. The, this was before even everything kind of went crazy, but the the emails came out of John Gruden uh, using racist language towards uh, DeMory Smith Uh, the NFLPA president back uh, when Gruden was calling Monday Night Football. um, Apparently, uh, we discovered uh, Monday night that he was resigning uh, as the coach of the Raiders because more emails came out over a span of seven years um, with pretty much uh, hitting every target there is, whether it's – women uh lgbtq uh you know minorities racism i I mean they it was just uh, i believe adam Schefter described it as uh misogynistic homophobic racist a whole slew of things and so um and so the and so gruden is now not the raiders head coach they haven't they have an interim but um i definitely think that contributed to the loss on sunday but we'll see how it affects the raiders going forward here they've already they started hot they've dropped the last two and haven't really looked good and that's that's usually how the raiders do on, on the season and so um we'll see how the rest of that plays out but the bears get a win and that's something they needed
0: yeah i'm not gonna lie uh i, I didn't was completely unaware of the john grude situation up until middle of Sunday's game, I'm like, Oh man, the Raiders are playing poorly. And I think I'm going a phone conversation with Bo and he tells me about the whole Gruden thing. I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That would have been nice to know, but because I thought, you know, Vegas up until that point was a very tough place to play. At. The Raiders were playing pretty good ball up to that point and they look horrendous against Chicago.
1: Yeah, that's what. Whenever there's a these teams, Urban Meyer, John Gruden, and these teams that got these head coaches that are making waves, uh, that's usually a pretty good sign that you can bet against them.
0: Yeah, Urban Meyer, you're gonna have to make some a lot louder waves if you're gonna surpass John Gruden in terms of being. Well, we desired. don't we
1: don't necessarily need that, Ben. Uh, we don't we're not looking for that. Um, hey,
0: he's trying to get fired.
1: We don't we don't know. It's speculation
0: um oh absolutely
1: apparently bill o'brien was trying to get fired and that makes a lot of sense if you go back and look at the moves he made but he just kept getting promoted somehow um let's see cardinals niners cardinals win 17 10 not quite the game everyone was expecting but uh, cardinals remain undefeated the lone undefeated team left
0: yeah not too much to say here i i thought that was kind of a I, I referred to Bo as that game as the snooze fest. It was just kind of boring. There was not a whole lot going on throughout that entire game, um, especially if you're trying to watch Red Zone. So it's like, you know, you're only getting every so updates of that game. Um, I'm sure that game would have been great to watch if, you know, you're just watching that game. But, yeah, it was, it was kind of a snooze fest for the long haul.
1: So I mentioned while you were gone that we're watching Thursday Night Football right now, just so they know kind of when we're recording stuff, we have breaking news. Um, Richard Sherman is out for the game. So another Buccaneer secondary member has gone down.
0: Well, that's not good. Although I did just pick up Zach Ertz in one of my fancy teams because I've been starting Kyle Pitts all season and he's on bye week this week. And so Zach Ertz just caught a touchdown. So,
1: Yeah, isn't that just great? Um, Dandy. Yeah. Um, Giants and Cowboys. Cowboys win 44 to 20. Uh, In this game, Saquon, Daniel Jones, and Kenny Galladay all left injured.
0: Yeah, all of those were very unfortunate because I felt – I didn't think the game was going to remain close. I thought the Cowboys would eventually pull away. But it looked like, especially when Daniel Jones was trying to run that ball in for a touchdown, they were trying to make that a good game. And it's unfortunate that all those players got hurt. And we never got to see that game really be all that competitive after that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Giants are just dealing with all the injuries. They, um Slayton was already out. Shepard was already out. Um, then now they lose Galladay. So that's three receivers. Lose Saquon, Daniel Jones. Um, Kadarius Tony. Are you going through all
0: these games in order? What? Are you going through all these games in order? No. Okay.
1: Um, the, uh, Kadarius Tony had a good game. He had almost two hundred yards before he got ejected for punching a guy.
0: <laughs> oh, that fight was brutal. I don't think I've seen a fight like that in quite some time. Probably since uh, uh Mason Rudolph and uh, Miles Garrett went into it, but even then, it didn't last quite. That fight didn't last near as long as that Giants and Cowboys fight.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's see. Packers-Bengals. The Packers win 25-22. However, lots of drama because the Bengals tie it up at 22, and then the Packers miss a field goal. And then the last two minutes, Packers miss a field goal. Cincinnati misses a field goal, but thinks they made it, I think. Um, Packers miss a field goal. It goes to overtime. Packers miss a field goal. Cincinnati misses a field goal. And then Packers make the field goal and win.
0: Yeah, not to mention, I believe Mason Crosby also missed a PAT earlier in that game. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it was. It was.
1: Mason Crosby, it was a really good day to have a parlay where Mason Crosby needed three extra points. Um. <laughs> Yeah. That's all you're going to say about that. That's all. Yeah, that's all I got. <sighs> um, yeah, What I mean, what did you make of the, you know, the Packers still come out with the victory, but what did you make of all the, I mean, this was in a weekend where all the kickers were affected. This was the game that was the most, uh, I guess, affected by the kickers.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, it it, is very tough because, you know, I'm not Pat McAfee. I I don't know how to break down a kicker. Like, you know, that's, that is not my field of expertise. I do not know how to kick a field goal. My dad tried to teach me how to punt when I was young and they were some ugly, ugly looking punts. Um, so yeah, that's just not my field of expertise. And I don't really know what to make of it. It was just a bad week at the office for all the kickers. That's all I can say about it. Like you know, your eyes tell you it was a bad week, and yeah, that's all I got for you. I can't tell you. Oh, though there were some weather conditions, or uh, no kickers need to go back to the fundamentals. I, I have no idea. I could not tell you as to why they're missing.
1: Um, we had the the Browns and the Chargers. The Chargers won forty-seven to forty-two. Um the Browns actually took up the strategy of picking up Austin Eckler and throwing him into the end zone um, so that they could get the ball back with a minute and a half left. Um, I guess what it this was a crazy game. 89 total points. 12 touchdowns i think over a thousand yards of offense um i mean what do you make uh, the chargers what do you make of the browns
0: uh i think the chargers are a real team uh they they're absolutely a real team i said it last year uh, a couple of people told me to you know quiet down or not quiet down but like you know hold my horses a little bit i said justin herbert was already a top 10 quarterback last year and i stood by that statement and he's he's gone nowhere but up in terms of how he is as a quarterback he he could be i was just saying, dare i say he could be in a fight for mvp this year
1: he is mean, in that, the conversation your... for MVP. Um, I think right now the Vegas favorite is Josh Allen. Um, and then it's Kyler. Um, Dak is up there, Brady's up there, Lamar's up there, and I think Henry's
0: up there. Yeah, but I, I, I think Herbert. Herbert, he was great last year for a rookie. I mean, absolutely great. And then he has just picked up where he's left off. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, three hundred and ninety-eight yards. And when Cleveland went conservative, and that late in that game, you knew the game was over, like because just you
1: knew. The Chargers were going for it on like fourth and nine in their own territory.
0: Yeah. And the Chargers did that same thing on uh, Monday night against the Raiders when they handed the Raiders their first loss. Like, they went for it on fourth down on like four different occasions and they converted. This Chargers team is not afraid of anything. And Justin Herbert has already become that quarterback to where it's like, you better not give him the ball back with a chance to win the game because he will he will put their team in a position to win that game. And that's exactly what he did. I don't know why Cleveland went conservative there at the end, but uh, that's just what happened. Uh, you know, we talk about the point scored in this game. That fourth quarter was ridiculous.
1: Oh, tell it me about 41. It. We got to the second half of the fourth quarter, and I told uh... – I've been getting made fun of because it was like, oh, you regret trading Austin Eckler. Um, Austin Eckler had four points with about eight minutes left in that game. And over the course of the next six game minutes, he had three touchdowns and he finished the game with 34 points, fantasy points.
0: I mean, yeah, Austin Eckler is a good running back. Um, I mean, at the start of the game, he wasn't playing particularly well, but that was just because it was, you know, a passing attack. But Justin, about Austin Eckler, he can catch out of the backfield just as well as any other running back in the league. Um, yeah, I thought he had a great performance, especially there at the end. And what um, was that trade that they gave you such a hard time for?
1: I traded. Austin Eckler and Chase Claypool for Nick Chubb and Tyler Boyd. I,
0: I I don't get that. I don't get why it makes you. They made you seem like you lost that trade. I mean, it's not like Nick Chubb's a bad running back. Nick Chubb, I I I would assume he's a first round pick, right? Yeah, he was
1: taken at six. I took Eckler at eleven.
0: As say, I'd say Eckler's at least second round. That that was second like, in
1: our in our league. That was second round. It's the first pick of the second. Yeah,
0: round. yeah. So I I don't quite get that trade, but on the Nick Chubb side of things, but hey, it's um, whatever.
1: Uh, Antonio Brown just got a touchdown, um, and so Buccaneers are back up fourteen to seven. Um, I, I was going to set you up here because I know you love to do it and it's what everyone else has been doing. Um, I mean, everyone else is, uh, is kind of roasting Baker for this loss.
0: I want to say that you should roast Baker. It just it, This loss just shows you how the coaching staff feels at Baker Mayfield. Why go conservative there at the end? Don't roast that's, Baker, that's go- but just look at what it does to Baker. What
1: What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> what mean What am I talking about? Don't I don't think you should roast Baker,
1: but just look at how the coaching staff thinks of it.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a roast. Well, <laughs> well no, it, it. You know, you can take it that way, but I'm more or less concerned. You know. Baker did not play bad. 300 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, and he wasn't even given the chance to win this game. Well, they had the ball. They had a one-point lead. He was not given the chance to win this game. Third and 10, or... Third and 10, they ran the ball, giving the ball back to the Chargers with a plenty of time to go down the field and score. And everyone knew they were going to go down the field and score. And that's what happened. They went down the field and scored. So, like, but, why do you not take a chance to pick up that first down?
1: But, Ben, they got the ball back with a minute and a half left when the Chargers went up.
0: Okay, not going to lie. I told you this even on the phone conversation. I thought that was a very poorly coached – either it was poorly coached or Baker made a lot of wrong decisions on that two-minute drive. Like, you know, we've seen it with Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure Justin Herbert can do it. Patrick Mahomes can do it. Get down that field and get into field goal range in 30 seconds. you more in the field goal. Well, I know they need more to field goal. But by the time they got into that Hail Mary long field goal range, like they only had one, maybe two shots, right? Is that how that game ended? I didn't I – like it wasn't
1: playing here. We had to watch the stupid Cowboys.
0: Oh, okay. Well, let me see if I can pull it up here real quick. But, yeah, that game – The the two minute drive was so poorly executed. They were wasting so much time. They would throw the ball. They would check down to the running backs. They weren't getting out of bounds. It was just. And so they get the ball back. How much time did you say they had when they got the ball back? A A minute minute 31. Okay. So a minute 31. And let's see.
1: Chargers.
0: And where did they get the ball to in one minute and 30 seconds?
1: And the Chargers.
0: It looks like they had got – I don't even think they got the ball to mid. They didn't even get the ball to midfield. Yeah, fourth and 10. The ball was at the 44-yard line in Cleveland's territory. Hmm. Considering you have been driving the ball up and down the field all game against the chargers. I, I don't get that. I don't, I really don't get that. That loss is either purely on Baker for not being able to move the ball or the coaching staff needs to reevaluate how they do a two minute drill.
1: Okay. There it is. Um... From
0: my perspective, I thought, I thought that was a coaching mishap from my perspective.
1: Uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, the, a similar thing happened last year with the, uh, the Ravens game. Do you remember that? I think it was Monday night, Browns-Ravens. And uh, it was mm-hmm. a similar kind of game. Like, it was like 45-42 or something. Um, yeah. And the Browns were on the losing side of that. Um, and for the next, you know, few days or whatever, everyone just talks about the lacking of Baker Mayfield and lacking of Baker Mayfield, and the lacking of Baker Mayfield. Can we just talk about the fact that the Browns' defense gave up 47 points? Like, Baker Mayfield and the offense put up 42 points, and they lost.
0: I mean, yeah, that is true. But here's the thing. You want to be a top-10 quarterback. You want to be the quarterback – that, you know, that proves Colin Coward was wrong and proves all the doubters were wrong, then you got to be able to make that drive. You've got to be able to at least put your team in a position. My goodness, you can't get Pat – like if he gets to, let's say, the char- the Chargers' 20-yard line and you throw a pass into the end zone and it's just incomplete – then you can live with that. I see. I feel like I can live with that. You know, incompletions ha- ha- happen all the time. But you couldn't get the ball past midfield on a two-minute drive when your offense has already scored 42 points. And not to mention, this isn't the first time he's been put in the situation. Early in the year, he had a chance to drive down the field against a chief secondary that is also horrendous and win the game, and he couldn't do that either. so i mean you know I, I didn't want to you know completely bury baker but baker is exactly what i think he is he's a good quarterback and he kind of just game manages when you take away his running attack he can't throw the ball very well and bo's oh. just frustrated with what i'm saying
1: uh, i mean <sighs> I think here's the thing. I think people like you are too harsh on on Baker cuz I don't think he's he's not a horrendous quarterback. Um I think
0: well you want to know why people like me are too hard on Baker Mayfield is cuz <laughs> there are people who are out there believing that he was he's He's absolutely number one overall pick, and he's a top 10 quarterback. I
1: would, say, I would say those people are also – they're just on the other end of the spectrum.
0: And, that, and that's completely fair. Bo's a moderate, okay? He's a moderate. That's what we need. We need more moderates.
1: Thank you. <laughs> um, but I guess what do you, what do you make of the – we talk about that you said the Chargers are for real and whatnot. What do you make of the Browns here? What, what do they do moving forward?
0: I mean, if I'm the Browns, I don't really change anything up outside of trying to figure out why my stellar – well, not really stellar, but why my supposedly good defense allowed 47 points. You yeah. know, obviously they have Justin Herbert at quarterback, but you can't be allowing 47 points a game. But I think offensively the Browns are – the Browns can't really do much. Yeah. I mean – Baker Mayfield had one of his better performances despite what happened at the end of the game. Uh and not to mention they run the ball very effectively b- between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Mm. And that's what you got to do. Run the ball effectively. Don't turn the ball over, Baker. Manage the game and ideally that should be enough. Ideally that absolutely should be enough. And your defense has got to put pressure on the quarterback with Miles Garrett and Clowney and whoever else that they have.
1: Um, Let's see. We did that. 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 I think we've done almost all of them. Uh, We got Sunday night football bills and chiefs. This one was a late one. There was a delay at halftime due to weather. they didn't come back from halftime until about 1115. If you went to bed at halftime, it was kind of more of what you saw in the first half. Um, the bills just pretty much dominated the chiefs. Uh, I was afraid that would happen. Uh, I didn't, I didn't pick a side of this one. Uh, but if I was going to, I, I would have picked the bills side. Um, it was 20s, the final score. Um, chiefs never really got back into it. There were, it was a, I will say it was a very poorly officiated game. Um, But uh, the Chiefs just, the offense kind of sputtered and the defense was horrible. It was, uh, I heard it today. Um, The Chiefs were rushing three and four, uh, which means they're dropping seven or eight back into coverage. And usually if you drop seven or eight back and you only rush three or four, you're trying to just prevent the big play. And they said the difference here is that they were only rushing three or four and they were still giving up the big play. Um, And so um, the Chiefs defense has got to figure something out. They have been horrible. Um, And also another point was that this was the first week that the Chiefs defense affected the Chiefs offense – because if the Chiefs' offense wanted, the Chiefs' offense could have ran the ball and checked down the entire night. It was there all night long um, against the Bills' defense, and the and the and the Chiefs knew that the Bills were going to be scoring points, and so they were going for home runs and they were going uh, for for deep balls. They were going, you know, they were trying to play fast, and it just didn't work out. Um, so. The Chiefs are now two and three. I think it's the first time in the Mahomes era that they are below 500. Um, The Bills, I'm not sure. I think they're four and one, maybe. Um, But it's looking like, at the very least, it it, it could be very different this year for the Chiefs. Uh, They might have to get a wild card spot. Um, At the very least they will probably not get the first round by um, and they will uh, have to go on the road to play someone, which has not been the case in the past, what, two, three years. They have played all their playoff games in Arrowhead. Um, So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking, I'm not taking too much long-term from the game. But I will say, if the Chiefs don't figure out something to do with that defense, they're going to be in trouble.
0: We'll see if he comes back. Can you hear me? There he is. All right, there we go. All right, so I, I agree with a lot of your points there. Uh, I don't think there's really anything that you said that was wrong that or uh, that I disagree with. You one thing that. I will like to point out, whatever. Um, one thing I would like to point out is... This is probably the first time, and I think the Super Bowl really should have been the first time. But I guess I was just kind of in this denial. But this is the first time where I'm watching a Chiefs game, and they're down. And I'm like, the Chiefs aren't going to come back in this one. Like, I'm fully confident the Bills are going to win this game. You know, at halftime, third quarter, you name it, where I'm like, wow, the Bills are going to run away with this game. And that just never happens because the Chiefs, they've they've played behind multiple times. And Mahomes brings him back all the time. Well, mean, it's like, oh, there's never any doubt. And, and I'll agree. There's never any doubt. You know the Chiefs are going to bring him back. But this is the first game where I'm like, I don't think the Chiefs are going to do it. I, I, I really don't think so. And I was- it's exactly right. The Bills were a better team, at least defensively. And like it, it's like what I told you, I think, last week. I think the Bills offense did take a step back from last year, but I also think their defense took a step up. And I think that was the difference. Their, their offense is still good, but it's not what it was last year, but their, but their defense, who wasn't that great last year, they took a step up and now they're pretty good too.
1: Um, I will say there was one point in that game where I thought maybe the chiefs do it. Uh, but there was a roughing the passer call that should not have been roughing the passer.
0: I mean, you, look, can we just discuss something right here? Oh, I mean, that's the what, roughing that's the what passer the podcast call. is, been. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's, I'm just being <laughs> nonchalant here. The roughing the passer call this year has been the most horrendous call of sports this year. It is annoying. I hate it. I hate it more than the freaking taunting penalty at this point.
1: I will say the taunting penalty is bad. I have not seen yet the taunting penalty be called in a situation where it's changed the outcome of a game. Yes. Roughing the passer, Uh, on the other hand, there's like three games a week where roughing the passer changes the game.
0: Yeah. And it's not like, oh, yeah, that's a roughing the passer penalty or, oh, you guys are – all right. Oh yeah, it's always like them, you guys want them just that. to play it out. No, it's literally jumping up in the air to swat a ball and your hand just kind of touches the quarterback and he doesn't get hurt or go to the ground at all and you get flagged and it's like, "Oh, you can't do contact to the head." It's like, "What the heck? Are we not are the defensive linemen not supposed to jump up like try to swat the ball? It's physics. They're going to go forward when they jump and they're going to land on the quarterback." Or it's like, "Oh, you get offensive lineman pushes you into the leg of the quarterback. Oh, you hit low. It's like okay, we kind of give these defensive linemen breaks here in terms of what is we're protecting the quarterback way too much. Uh
1: well the one on the one they called on Frank Clark, it was third down and Josh Allen threw an interception. And the Chiefs at that point had just scored a touchdown. It was 31 to 20. There was about eight minutes left in the game. Um, And so Mahomes is going to come back on midfield. You know, maybe they make it 31-28 or whatever. Uh, But they call roughing the passer on Frank Clark. And he didn't hit the head. He didn't hit the legs. He hit the middle of the body as he was throwing and tackled him. And they, I don't know if they're, they were saying he, you know, drove him into the ground or put his weight on him or what, I, but it was a very bad call. And yeah, it's an yeah, automatic I, first I down in Buffalo. And it's, it's a very, it's an automatic first down, 15 yards. And Buffalo went down the rest of the field and it was 38 20. The game was over. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't mind. I need a Josh Allen throw another touchdown for my parlay. But that aside.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just talking in general. I'm not talking about this game. I'm not saying the refs were, you know, they were for the Bills. It has been every game. I feel like every game there is one bad rough in the passer call. Like, yeah, I felt like there was one on Monday night. There was one against the Packers and the um, 49ers. And I'm sure if I went back and watched every single game, there would probably be at minimum one bad rough in the passer call. Mm Mm-hmm. It has been a problem all year. I'm getting sick of it. Um, so I think they, I think, I think they need to do something to where it's like the face mask penalty. They used to have a five yard and then a fifteen yard. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you hit them low, five yard penalty. If it's second and ten, it's second and five. Like, yeah, we could live with that. And then obviously, if you you know, throw them to the ground or like pile drive them into the ground, then that's 15 yards. Like something has to be done.
1: Yeah. That's what the, the defensive penalties for the most part, um, seem to be way more, uh, damaging than the offensive penalties, just because most of the defensive penalties are, um, either big yardage or automatic first downs or, you know, whatnot. Um, the only one that's really that's damaging on our offense is holding. And for whatever reason, I don't know why that is, because holding seems to be like it could be the most commonplace, just like a five-yard penalty, but it's 10 for whatever reason. Um, so I think it's just so hard to play defense, especially when the penalties are so much more damaging as far as keeping drives going automatic first downs big yarders like a pass interference can be a 60 yard penalty
0: yeah i mean and obviously i pass interference that can obviously vary because we've seen it the disadvantages of having it only worth 10 yards uh you know, you try a hail mary and your guy gets beat, so you just pass interference, give up the ten yards, and yeah, you redo it. And so th- there's advantages and disadvantages. I don't really have. Well, I was just
1: I thing. was just saying that as a point to there. Oh, there's a lot of big yardage penalties on defense.
0: Yeah, and the pass interference, or not the pass interference, and in the rough in the passer one, it's getting called more frequently, and it's affecting the outcomes of games. And honestly. Like it's overused, overused way too much.
1: So this all brings us to Monday night, a night I would like to call
0: pain. Yeah, I got to go. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's just say Bo called me twice and I was not talking to him. I wasn't talking to anyone.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I just, you know, I was, you know, I was watching the game just by myself, and it went to overtime, and at that point, I knew we had lost, and um, and I just wanted to call Ben and have someone with me during that moment, and, and that's the kind of friend Ben is, so.
0: Hey, hey, everyone grieves differently, okay? I grieve in isolation. That's not. You weren't isolation. the only one. You weren't the only one that tried contacting me. A couple <laughs> people tried contacting me, and I didn't get back with any of them. See, I, see like, that's see, one of my good one, one of my friends. Text, we are good one friends. Of my friends. We were on watch, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends texted me, "How did the Colts lose that game?" I didn't text until the next morning. I'm like, "Sorry, I couldn't respond to you last night. I w- wasn't talking to anybody. Like, no, th- there, there's no talking to anyone until I can get over what I just saw."
1: So, so Ben, let me. I got a couple questions. Yes. One, I need to, let's track back to a conversation we had earlier. So the Lions are one and four um, and you talked about or no, they're 0 and 5. I'm sorry. But you talked about how they are just a bad team. They can't win and uh, it's, they're not cursed. They just can't win. They're a bad team. What do you make of the Colts?
0: The Colts? Look, Look, my Lions curse is not talking based on this year. My Lions curse is talking about based on past years. Colts have past success. So if I call them a good team, then, you know, that's based on, you know, what they oh. had last year. Oh, what they bring you to this. gosh. Team. Are you this me? is not. This is not walking back. This is you taking my comment out of context. You this try is, setting me is... up.
1: You literally I'll I'll
0: play You, it took, back it to play
1: it you back took it out of context. I will play it back. You took it out of context. listeners will know. I remember we were talking about the Lions and the Vikings earlier and I said I'm going to keep that note for later because you just talked about how they're just a bad team and they can't find ways to win games and that just makes them a bad team. There was nothing no, no, like no. you're not sitting here telling me oh, you know, the Eagles are really good this year because they won the Super Bowl a few years ago, so they're pretty good. What are you talking
0: about? You just said the The Colts have success. They're
1: a good team. No, no, no,
0: no. And the Eagles won the Super Bowl like five years ago.
1: The Colts were good like 10 years ago.
0: (laughs) What? No, no, the Colts were a playoff team last year. Last year they had 11 wins. The Eagles were dog crap last year, so I think the Eagles will be dog crap this year. It's not that hard to figure out. In fact, but let's go. Let's go take this Lions curse. When was the last time the Lions were any good? Jim Caldwell was the coach, okay, and that's been feels like it's been eons ago. And the Lions curse did not start this year. When I say the Lions lose, it's because they have an 0 16 season. It's because they made the playoffs twice with Matthew Stafford, who is a go five thousand yard a year quarterback. That's what I mean when I say the Lions are a losing team. They are a losing franchise. They are known for losing. So I'm that's what I mean when I say they're a bad team. And they, asked what? They're zero and five. I don't feel sorry for them. You want to know wh- why I don't feel sorry for them that they lost to a Justin Tucker sixty six yard field goal? Is because they allowed a fourth and twenty earlier on that drive. Like. They lose these games. Well, they were the, outplayed against Minnesota. They allowed a 4th and 20 against Baltimore. They should have lost both those games, and they did, rightfully so. To be fair,
1: them and the refs both allowed that.
0: What are you talking about?
1: They Remember the refs didn't call the delay a game that should have been called?
0: No, that delay of game was after the 4th and 20.
1: Oh, so you're saying that th- that sh- still shouldn't have been called because they gave up the 4th and 20?
0: No. Uh, hey. I to, I say it all the time. You have to win the game in spite of the refs. If you rely on the refs to, to win you a game, or even to be fair, you've lost. You have to win the game in spite of refs. Wow. You cannot blame the refs for that loss because the lines did not stop him on fourth and twenty. That's it, and that's period.
1: Okay. So the Colts. What are you? What are we doing? What are we doing? Uh.
0: So 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 recap. Uh. Not, don't recap the game. What do you want me to say about this? Uh, okay,
1: I'll recap. The Colts were up 22 to three and they lost 31 to 25
0: in overtime.
1: What are the the Colts? Are one and four, Ben? What are we doing?
0: Okay. Let's be honest there. Okay. Here's if we're just talking about the Colts here and not bringing back some other game or whatnot, if we're just talking the Colts game. The Colts have been a very bad team. They have not played well all year up until Monday. Like, I think they're like, you know, after taking a chance to digest what happened on Monday, I'm like, okay, well, I guess this makes up for the Miami win because we didn't play well against Miami either. Miami just played worse. So it took the Colts a while to get clicking, and the Colts had a tough schedule to, you know, start up the game or to start up the season. Carson Wentz missed some time. Offensive line has been inconsistent and injury prone up to this point. And so I knew it would take us a few games to get clicking and we might have some ugly losses here early. And even against Miami, I'm like, we're still not there yet. We're still not there yet. Monday. I'm like, okay, this is good. Carson Wentz played really well over 400 yards. The Colts did a very good job getting all three backs involved. Marlon Mack, Naeem Himes, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. He's really coming into that number two spot. Mo Alley-Cox really coming in as a number, as a number one tight end. Uh starting to replace Jack Doyle a little bit in that regard. Obviously the concern that we've had that you and I've had before the season was secondary. And, we just got once our starting two or no I guess Kenny Moore wasn't hurt. So two significant um secondary players got hurt in that game and then there we had nothing else after that. We could not defend the pass to save our lives. But I think if the Colts keep the momentum from Monday going and from what it sounds like, you know, especially with T.Y. Hilton coming back at practice this week, it sounds like they should be able to get the ball rolling. It sounds like they've already forgotten about Monday and they're ready to take on Houston. And so I expect a big, big game from Indianapolis. I think it could be a blowout despite what Houston did to New England last week. I think we could see a blowout Indianapolis over Houston. Now I've been wrong about that situation before but, you know, that's just my thinking. Uh, and so I expect the Colts to get the ball rolling here. I expect Carson Wentz to uh, finally get into that role and play like the quarterback that we went out and get. So that's my take on the Colts. Um, so I don't know if you want me to talk more about the game or what.
1: I mean, I, I would rather not focus on the game.
0: Um. <laughs> see see i thought that question was very broad and i'm like well what am i supposed to do about that uh i just got to talk about the colts in general
1: well, well see here, i bring that up because here's what i was talking about yesterday with some people um i think you'll remember the start of the, the start of the season we were on the podcast i said colts got the seahawks they get the rams they get the dolphins they get the titans they get the um Ravens and then they get the Texans those are the first six weeks Mm -hmm. and I said I believe I said if we are two and four after week six I will feel pretty good about where we're at
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um I said at that point Carson Wentz you know we'll have played six games um maybe have um be more into a rhythm Um, and we all, we all have gotten through kind of the toughest part of the schedule. Um, that being said, uh, as we, as we are currently standing, I would assume we're going to be two and four after six weeks. I don't see us losing the Texans. Um, That being said, I when I said that I was assuming that the Rams' loss was going to be a thumping. I was assuming that the Ravens' loss was gonna be um, a thumping. Certainly not a thumping by us, and then a blowing the lead. Um, the way we have gotten to one and four. I'm less confident because it makes me think that we just can't win games. Like we lost the Rams game because of coaching decisions. We lost the Ravens game uh, because our secondary is so bad. How bad is our secondary? You ask. You know, Bo Mm -hmm. Bo said our secondary was pretty bad, Um, and everyone said, "Oh, you know, we're bringing back those guys. They're pretty. They're decent. They're not great, but they're decent." You're overreacting. Well, we have no depth in the secondary for someone to get hurt. They still aren't very good um, if they're healthy. Uh, how bad are they, you ask? Well, this week we played a quarterback whose one criticism is that he doesn't throw the ball very well, and he went 37 of 43 for 442 yards and four touchdowns against us. Um so yeah um i I just i think the way we've lost the games have made me less confident in our ability to win games in the future because it seems like we're losing games because we are incapable of winning them because honestly i think if we if we were capable of winning games i think we'd be three and two
0: I'll, i'll give you the rams one i think i think you're kind of spot on with that one I would not blame the first reason why we lost that game against Baltimore. I would not blame the secondary. That's reason number two. Reason number one is because we couldn't hit field goals. I mean, we okay. hit field goals so, that game over.
1: So uh, that's – I mean, here's, here's – okay. <laughs> I would say reason number one is secondary because – How in the world does Lamar Jack, it was a career high in passing yards, career high in percentage. It was records upon records, all-time performance, throwing the football. Um, So, and you had uh, in the, I I can't remember when they got the first touchdown, but in the fourth quarter, you had them go two touchdowns, two two two-point conversions um, to the same guy for all four of them and there was, it was just, we couldn't stop them at all. The, uh, uh, the kicking is all another. Yeah. We missed the extra point. Can you tell me this kind of goes to the coaching decision. Can you tell me the score is 22 to three? Why are we going for two? 22
0: to three. Cause that would make it 24 to three and be a three touchdown game. And at that point you can afford to go for two because you ben, have a big lead.
1: Ben it's t- 22 to three. If you get one point, it's a 20 point game. That's two touchdowns, two field goals. If it, I mean, you, I don't understand why we went for two there unless, you know, they're thinking, Oh, Rodrigo's not going to make the extra point because he did miss the first one.
0: Um, well Rodrigo's dealing with an injury so they very well could have thought that no I get that I just this I I would have
1: had Sanchez kick the extra point I mean the 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 it's so it's 22 to 3 I don't know why you're chasing points there I you take them as they come um the then the I mean,
0: <laughs> uh, the outcome tells us why we're chasing points.
1: The Rodrigo he gets the kick
0: blocked,
1: and then because he gets the kick blocked, he way overcorrects to kick away from getting it potentially blocked again, and it. I mean they tied it up at 25. We go down, we kick the field goal. We miss. And at that point I knew we lost. It didn't matter if we got the ball first or not. I knew we weren't winning the game as soon as it went to overtime.
0: Wow. That's confidence.
1: Ben uh, here's, you know what, here's what I wanted to tell you. I remember now you always talk about how negative I am about the Colts. This is why, and you can't criticize me for that ever again i can't
0: criticize you for that because Absolutely we were up
1: 25 to 9 and we've lost that's why i say i don't know if the colts will cover the spread this week and you go bo you're so you negative. say why in the world you are because you
0: say that every week you because this we stuff be happens every week you, okay okay no, it, you said it yourself you didn't even expect us to be up that much against baltimore so, you're already wrong in that regard. I'm sorry. What? You didn't even think we were going to be up 22 to 3. You didn't even think we had a chance against Baltimore. You said, oh, it's a seven point spread. They're begging me to take Baltimore. Guess what? You would have lost.
1: I well, guess what? I was, hey, pleasantly surprised. We're on a roll now. And then pain.
0: That's what you get for your negativity. You deserve to have your hopes brought up only to be shot back down again. Anyway, I will continue to call that because you refuse to ever show any support to the Colts. I'll never forget that you thought the Lions could beat the Colts last year. That was just. They could Oh, No, they couldn't have. And we killed them. And you thought that that the Lions had a chance. See, that's that's where that's the game I point to every time. I'm like, Bo, you're so negative against the Colts. Absolutely, I, I stand by that. You are so negative against the Colts. However, you the point still stands true. The point where I said it was a loss for Colts is when Baltimore won the toss and received. That's where I'm like, okay. Our defense has not been able to stop them on their last three drives. Their last three drives were touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And I was begging for the Colts to prove me wrong, but I remember the my heart sinking into my gut. My heart sinking into my gut that when Baltimore won the toss, that they were going to go down and score. However, had the Colts gotten that ball, I would have said, okay, I have the confidence in the Colts to go down and get that touchdown.
1: You weren't watching the same game I was at that point.
0: Okay, let let's. Okay, I I believe all all the, uh, moves were made correctly. Let's just establish this right now. But the Colts were moving the ball up and down the field on Baltimore. But when they would get in field goal territory, they would run the ball and try to get the clock down. Which is the right move, especially when you have a kicker that you're confident in. Now, maybe we shouldn't except, have had confidence in the kicker. I mean, that maybe that was maybe that was the fault. Okay, but except, ideally, you're in that situation. You get the ball in the field goal range. You start trying to run it. You start trying to run it, and then you kick field goals. If we just make the field goals, that game's over with. The comeback falls short.
1: Except. With 12 minutes left, we threw, threw, threw on three straight downs and completions instead of running it. To which, if we would have run it, you would have run about two more minutes off the clock and then Baltimore doesn't come back because they don't have time to.
0: I don't, did that really happen when we were down there?
1: Yeah, with 12 I thought, minutes I left, thought you were, I thought you were, with complaining 12 because left, they, they did like the, the reverse. Well, they did the reverse flea flicker. Remember, I said, why are we throwing it? And you were like, yeah, I agree. They should be going on the ground. And so 12 minutes left, Baltimore gets it back. If we run it there, they get it back with about 10 minutes left. And then they scored their last touchdown with 30 seconds left. And if there were two minutes that would have been taken off, the game would have been over a minute and a half before that.
0: Okay. I'm remembering that screenplay. What I don't understand, you know, if we're talking about screenplay or that that trickery play, is that Carson Wentz had a safety valve of Pittman who had just tossed him the ball and then kind of did an out route. I'm like, why not just give the ball back to Pittman? No like he had a freaking career. kidding. My God. I was going to say, you saw that too? I'm like, okay, but why not the give the The announcer
1: ball back? was like, well, that's the only place you can go with the ball. No, it's not. Michael Pittman's wide open on the right.
0: Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that's what I saw. But... Yeah, I'll agree with that. And I think that falls more on Carson because I feel like you gotta keep the clock moving. I don't care if you throw it, but it's gotta be um it's gotta be, it, don't care it, it has got to it not throw it to be high percentage throws.
1: But you can't go first down incomplete, second down incomplete, third down incomplete, and we punt it back.
0: Well, I think that was wait, did Carson get sacked on one of those? Because we were in field goal range on that drive. Either, we ha- either that's when we got the field goal blocked or we got sacked because we were in field goal range. I think
1: he must have got sacked because I think that was when we punted it back.
0: Okay, so that one made sense. Okay. But, yeah, I, I, I feel like, you know, going back to the original point of the argument, had we gotten the ball back, I feel like we would have had a chance to win that game just cuz I thought Carson Wentz was playing outside of his mind. It seemed like the first game that the offense was really clicking and I feel like they would have went down and gotten that much needed touchdown. And
1: but, you know
0: what? Yeah, I, I think really I, hate what my the
1: optimism up 22-3, 25-9, I mean just killing them. And I thought uh-huh. And you know what happened? The Ravens end up winning, and the next morning it's John Gruden and it's Lamar Jackson, and the Colts got talked about zero. I thought, we're finally going to be on the radars. We're finally going to get talked about nationally. You know, we went in there and kicked Baltimore's butt. No, Lamar had an amazing performance, and John Gruden's a terrible man. That's all we got for the next three days
0: uh yeah i'm not gonna lie i was kind of thinking the same thing i'm like wow you know i can already see it you know when i turn on every station lamar's amazing huge comeback and i'm like yep i mean it's fine lamar played great i mean baltimore came out with a very unexpected game plan like they did not run the ball at all yeah which i'll give the colts colts defense credit in this regard First half, we dominated. Like, I didn't recognize the Colts' defense. Now, I don't know what that was a result of, of the Ravens just trying a different game plan, and they weren't quite on the same page, or if it was the Colts' injuries to the secondary late in that second half that really caused Baltimore to get the ball going. I don't know. But, you know, the way that game started, Colts got a three and out. Then Carson Wentz gets it throws it to John Taylor. He takes it to the house. I mean, and then the Colts defense really shut him down the, the first half, only allowing a field goal, I believe. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want to take a lot of positives going into the next week. It's just, you know, part that of me. secondary that, The secondary collapse really bothers me.
1: Uh, part of me wants to say, I think the Colts are a better team than 1 and 4. Part of me also say says that. they're not.
0: Um I don't know. It, it it it's tough to say here. Uh here, give me one second. Um so what I would say about that is the Colts in their first five games, the only one where I thought the Colts played well in was the Ravens one. And Tennessee was, against a divisional rival, was absolutely pitiful. I, thought we, pit- played well,
1: I thought we played well against the Rams, but our coaching decisions failed us.
0: I mean, and and that's fair, but I I take that into consideration of us not playing well. And now, let's be honest here, if we didn't get that pump block for a touchdown, we probably would have gotten beat pretty bad in that one too. I mean, yeah, it's true. Like the offense, the offense was not clicking. No. Uh, and they could they couldn't convert in the red zone, which has been a Colts problem all year. In the Seahawks game, I don't think we played well. Miami, I mean, we won, but I think that was more of, we're just better than Miami. What is and not? What?
1: That's what I think. The number one thing on our offense is what do we do different? Because the number one thing I think our offensive problem is is we get to the red zone and we kick a field goal. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And part of me thinks you know Frank Wright like knows that, and so that's why he tries going for it a lot. Trying to you know force the Colts into getting into the habit of getting into the end zone, uh, it just hasn't worked out up to this point. Um, I don't know. It's just it's so weird because like because I'm thinking back to last year with Phillip Rivers. You know, I I know you couldn't stand Philip Rivers as a quarterback, but the offense looked to be more in sync up to that up to you know up to that point in the season. Than it does with Carson Wentz into this point of the season. Now, granted, I think against the Ravens, the offense was finally in sync. But mm. the first four games, the offense didn't seem in sync. Whereas Phillip Rivers, I think it took them about a, two or three games to finally get in sync. Mm. I don't know. All I'm saying is I'm going to look forward to the Colts. I think they're going to really start, you know, hitting some games off. I would like to see the Colts reach uh, about maybe six and five. Uh, go go on a four and one run themselves and get themselves out of this hole. Five and one. Um, five and one, I'm sorry.
1: I mean, we do, we get the Texans. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we get the Jets. Um like there are some definitely games we should win. Um we get the Bills. And the Titans. We I think we have to go to Buffalo. That's gonna be tough. We have to we get Tampa Bay at home. We have to go to the Cardinals. Um, we have to go to the Niners. I think those will be tough games.
0: Yeah. Um one one uh Oh, my goodness. I completely forgot. I had just mentioned it. Um, Oh, yeah. The Tennessee Titans. They have not been playing well, either. No, I think our And I think that's enough. Yeah. Like, the division is not out of play, despite being 1-4. Yeah. I mean, if Tennessee loses to the Jets, I mean, anything's possible, right? Yeah. Uh it's good because we haven't won a division since 2014, which is sad. Yeah. Um let me
1: let me see here. The Leonard Fournette has a touchdown, so it's 21-7 now, and the Buccaneers just got the ball back with a minute and a half left in the half. So we'll see what they do with that. Um looking ahead to next or this Sunday, I guess. Um we got some games i i heard on hammer down that uh it's not a very good uh slate. um not not a not a lot of games they're looking at that they're feeling confident in at
0: this point um which makes me worried because i thought this was a much better week than last week
1: last week was a tough week but i i haven't i haven't i'll be honest this is the first time i'll be looking at the lines so um I I'm not sure. We'll see what we, we get here. Um Dolphins at Jaguars. Dolphins are three point favorites. I would say that's probably one they're talking about. I'd probably stay away from that. I think the Jaguars are bad, but in Jacksonville, Miami's also been
0: bad. Um that's a London game.
1: Okay. It was Jackson you know, there's something about London that makes Jacksonville good. So
0: I Yes. I so yeah, I would but I, I, I <laughs>
1: I I can't pick this one. I think Tua's back, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that is absolutely a fair point. This is one of the games I do not like because I don't know, is Jacksonville still going to deal with the off-the-field issues of Urban Meyer or are they going to play, like, London-Jacksonville, you know, a team that's been there a time or two? I don't know. And it's, this one, I agree. I, I did not pick one on this game.
1: Um, You got the Texans at the Colts, the Colts are 10 point favorites. Um,
0: It's been fluctuating between 10 and nine and a half. I got it at nine and a half.
1: See, I don't, here's the thing. I don't think the Colts lose this game. That's a lot of points.
0: Yeah, I go. I go Colts here. I think the Colts have to bounce back. They have. They have to have that one game where it's like they completely dominate in all sides of the game mm. to really get themselves going to really build that confidence. Ty Hilton returned to practice this week, and apparently, from everything that I've seen, it's given the Colts a jolt in how they have been preparing this week and just having him back and around, and it's given the Colts a new sense of energy, especially coming off that Baltimore loss.
1: Uh, Brady just threw an interception. Um, so Philadelphia's going to have it with about a minute left. Um, let's see. Um, Packers at Chicago Packers are five and a half point favorites. I'm, I'll tell you what I've been riding the Packers. I'll ride them again.
0: You should have gotten this earlier in the week. You could have gotten it at four.
1: Well, thanks, Ben. These aren't things I need to hear. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I heard um they're like obviously Montgomery's out and I heard their backup uh Damian Williams is
1: touched the positive for COVID.
0: Yes. So he's he's probably gonna be out. Um so there's so there's that. So they're They're down to their other running back, who actually, I think he outcarried Williams last week anyway. So I don't know. This one, I feel like there could be a slight uh, upset mentality to it. So I'm going to tease Green Bay, but I'm not going to go with Green Green Bay to cover.
1: I'll take so far in my. I, I usually do a, a money line parlay. So, mm-hmm. at this point, I'm taking Colts and Packers money lines.
0: Yeah. I have no problem. I have no objections there.
1: Um, let's see. Next game, we got Chiefs-Washington. Chiefs at Washington, sorry. Uh, Chiefs minus six and a half. And... Call me crazy, Ben. Give me the Chiefs. Washington defense have been terrible. And I know the Chiefs have been as well, but that Washington offense isn't as good as the Chiefs.
0: And that's fair. And I think it's a good opportunity for a bounce back week for the Chiefs. I will,
1: I will also put Chiefs money line into that
0: parlay. Yeah. It, it, it's an interesting game. I don't think I take, see, I did the same thing with the chiefs. I tease them. I don't think I can go with the chiefs. I I would probably, I, I might consider taking them at minus six and a half seven. Count me out.
1: Okay. Um, Ooh, I'm going to steer clear of this one. Vikings at Carolina Vikings minus two and a half.
0: I'm going to take Carolina.
1: So it was gumpy.
0: Yeah, I I heard what he had to say, and I I tend to agree. Like home dog, Carolina's not bad. They should have put Philadelphia away. I think they can do the same with Minnesota.
1: Um, Chargers at Baltimore. Baltimore is a two and a half point favorite.
0: This one, I I teased the Chargers down. Okay. Uh, I, I think the right play here is the Chargers. There's just something about Baltimore that I'm not entirely sure. I feel like Baltimore and Kansas City are very similar in regards of they're good. We all know they're good, but sometimes they can look pretty bad. Yeah. So I think the right move here is the Chargers
1: um i got bengals at detroit bengals minus three and a half
0: okay i i I don't know what's driving this line i don't know if
1: what did it start at
0: if the tiers of detroit are I, I, i don't know where it started at but i don't know why the lines were at where it's at if i'm being honest why is this line at three and a half are you saying that Cincinnati should be... It's easily Cincinnati. <laughs> easily. Like, look, I know Detroit came back against the Vikings. Uh, and I know they played balls more close. But, like, let's not try to outthink the room here. The Bengals have a really good offense. With Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Burrow, they're going to put up a lot of points. And I just don't see Detroit playing that well. Any game Detroit is within 10 points, I'm surprised.
1: <laughs> um we got the Rams at the Giants. Nine and a half to the Rams. I will I will I'll have to wait to see the injury report. Um if the injury report is that Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, and Sterling Shepard are out uh you can give me the rams spread i will include them regardless in the money line parlay
0: yeah i don't know how you don't take the rams i mean even if they were all active i'd take the rams (laughs) Rams Um, put up a lot of points i don't think the giants can keep up
1: here's one for you ben cardinals at browns browns are minus three and a half
0: here, here here i looked at that one and i was so confused so so confused i don't understand why cleveland's favored in this game like
1: i think what is it home- i think there's are favored like, by like half a that- point on a neutral field
0: yeah and so i'm like okay Give me the Cardinals. Like, I don't I, I, You know what I else you can give me? What? The over,
1: 49.
0: Well, the the Cardinals have, from what I see, a pretty good defense. They kept the Rams in check. They kept the 49ers only 10 points.
1: Yeah, I mean, they got a good defense, but the Browns have shown an ability to score points, and the Cardinals have shown an ability to score points.
0: That, that's fair. I guess you can go with the over. I mean, that, that, I don't, I don't dislike that, but
1: I would definitely lean Cardinals. Here. Yeah. Three and a half. You're getting the hook.
0: Yeah. You're getting the hook at three and a half. The Cardinals are the undefeated team. They should be the favored. Yeah. Like, and, we, and what, what did we just see with Cleveland last week? They don't have trust in Baker Mayfield. You shut down that running attack force the Browns to throw, you play them right into your hand.
1: Mm. Um, We got the Raiders at the Broncos. Broncos minus three and a half.
0: Raiders at the Broncos. Broncos minus what? Three and a half. You have to go with Broncos here, right? I think so <laughs> I'll this tell you is what. in Denver.
1: this is a game that if you take it, you take the Broncos
0: yeah here here's one concern that I have one concern. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. there was a case where the coaching firing started to happen and whatnot, and the teams who lost their coach Got the better. next week, yeah the teams the next week would get better and they would win. Like, remember when the Packers fired Mike McCarthy the next week? Yeah. Like they, they were fire. And I, I think even Houston won a game after they fired Bill O'Brien, or at least they covered the spread. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, here, hold on. I'm about ready to die. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm back. Uh, so, yeah, so th- that would be my only concern with this game. But outside of that, Denver at home, Raiders going through a lot of drama. I- I- I'd i have to take the Broncos. You got to live or die with the Broncos right? right here, especially Teddy Bridgewater back in a full week of practice. I think people are selling a lot of stock on the Broncos because they've lost back-to-back games, which both those games are tough wins. Baltimore, and then at Pittsburgh. Yeah. Despite what we think of Pittsburgh playing in Heinz Field is never easy. Just like playing in Denver for the Raiders is not going to be easy.
1: Um, Dallas at New England. Dallas minus three and a half. Cowboys.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I don't understand this line. I think people are trying to take that uh, that Tampa Bay game too much into consideration especially since that Houston game was forgettable let's just remember this uh, who, who was the Patriots corner that just got traded Stephon uh, Gilmore Stephon Gilmore he was still on the Patriots when they played Tampa they traded him after that game
1: he hasn't played all year so it didn't make a difference and-
0: is that really the case? why are they why have they not been playing him? That's weird. He's
1: on the he's injured. He's on the pup list.
0: I did not know that if I'm being honest. Clearly. <laughs> uh <laughs> well then I mean, I was trying to figure out what happened between Tampa Bay and uh Houston. I guess you you can say Houston's a little bit of a letdown game, but Nick Wright had said this, and normally, you know, I tend to lean Colin Coward, and you tend to lean uh, Nick Wright. But I'll I'll agree with Nick Wright on this. I think the Cowboys are one of the best teams in the league right now.
1: They are play. They are playing phenomenally, and I don't think the Patriots are very good.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about the Patriots, but I feel like they're kind of a below-average unknown team. And what I mean by that is, any given Sunday, they're going to be unknown, or, or no, any given Sunday. They're going to be a below average team, but every so often they will throw an unknown, like unexplainable game at you. Yeah. And And I think that's what happened with Tampa and I think that's what happened with, uh, this is what happens
1: with these, this, this is what happens with these lines that I don't understand though. You know, when I don't understand a line, I usually find out there's a reason like the Tampa line. I took Tampa against new England. Like it was six and a half. I said, there is no way new England keeps that game within a touchdown. And they, and they did. They lost by two. Uh, last week, I said, how in the world are the Packers minus three against Cincinnati, the way the Packers have been playing? Uh, and they won by three. Like, so uh, I guess that's, that's <laughs> I got what – I minus two and a half. Shut up. The, um, <laughs> the, I guess that's when um, these lines that I don't get why they're where they are, and I think it's so obvious, you know. Someone knows something in Vegas. (laughs) Like they made the the amount of money that was on the bucks in that Patriots game. That was like the amount of money that went on the bucks and the line didn't move. That's when it doesn't make sense to me.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. It was 90%. Yeah. because 90% on the Buccaneers.
1: Because normally the books are trying to get it to fifty fifty so that they get half the money, and they're paying out. You know, usually like the the reason it's minus one ten, and you don't double your money exactly is because that little bit is what goes to the books. You know, um, mm-hmm. so the <laughs> the uh, when they're trying to get it to fifty fifty as best they can, and they got a team that's getting ninety percent of the money. And they're not changing the line at all. That's when I get concerned.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the game to really the the times to really pay attention to those are the prime time games. Yeah. Because the prime time games are going to bring in the most money. However, if it's a one o'clock game, and the line seems obvious, I'd say go with the obvious. Yeah. Like you and I were discussing it last night. Okay, or not last night. Uh, last week. Last Sunday. Had we just gone with the quote unquote obvious picks, yeah, we would have lost some. But overall, we would have had pretty good weeks. I think I'd have been like
1: 10 and 3, 11 and 4, whatever.
0: Yeah, especially, yeah, with your thinking, I think you and I had just some disagreements and I would have been on the wrong side of it. But
1: um, Seahawks, I'll, I'll sorry, I, I'm putting Dallas in the money line parlay. Um, Seahawks at Pittsburgh. I don't know. Pittsburgh's five and a half. Um, I here I if 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 Geno Smith, he can't. Like, okay,
0: I'll take Pittsburgh. Geno Smith looked really good. I
1: know. Right. I'll take Pittsburgh. I'll go with the healthier team um seattle without russell wilson i'm not sure how they work geno smith looked good for that first couple drives he came in um i don't think it's sustainable though and pittsburgh's defense i oh here's where i'm going it's, it's sunday night football and so i'm gonna put the steelers in the money line parlay and i may cash out beforehand
0: Oh, that's that's a that's a weird weird. What? one Here's where I'm going with. Uh, what? I don't, I don't say I, it. I I I've tried the whole oh I'm gonna cash out type of thing. It doesn't work. Just just make the bets that you think are gonna happen. You know. What do you mean? <laughs> why why doesn't it work though, Ben? Oh, because they never really give you a cash that you feel like is fair like, let's say you put ten dollars on it, and it's it gives you to make like I don't know. Let's just say a hundred, and you're like, oh, I'll probably get fifty. It's like, no, they'll give you like thirty, and you're like, well, why are they only giving me thirty? Well, it's because you still have one game left and whatnot. Yeah, that's just my experience. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it, here here's my thinking. I don't believe the Steelers should be a five and a half point favorite to any team in the West whether it's NFC or AFC I really don't even the Raiders the Raiders beat Pittsburgh what are you talking about wait that happened this year yeah
1: well I missed that
0: and it wasn't even close I remember I was mad I'm like shoot I'm gonna need a touchdown two-point conversion onside kick because I had Pittsburgh in that game (laughs) I was mad, but yeah, I don't think there should ever be a team that is a a five-and-a-half-point dog to Pittsburgh. So I will take Seattle. However, I'm not going to be surprised if Pittsburgh wins. So I'm not going to go against you on your money line pick, but for Pittsburgh to be a a five-and-a-half-point favorite, oh, no, sir, no, sir, not going to have it. (laughs) Uh, and then Monday night you got Bills at Titans. Five and a half point favorite to Bills. And how do you not pick the Bills here? I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. I suppose if you're
1: from Nashville, maybe.
0: I mean, I mean I get it. I make homer picks. But even I wasn't dumb enough to take the Colts <laughs> like on Monday night football. So was um, I Have
1: here, Here's the thing, Ben. Um. so here's here's what happened so I have Colts here's my money line Colts to beat the Texans Packers to beat the Bears Chiefs to beat the Washington uh, Rams to beat New York Giants and Cowboys to beat the Patriots and that's plus 349, which is kind of disappointing.
0: Well, I mean, that's what happens.
1: But that means I have to find another one to pick to make it plus 400.
0: Can you bet the money line against Tampa right now?
1: That doesn't get it enough. That ups it by. (laughs) That takes it from plus three forty nine to plus three
0: seventy one. Okay, we'll we'll keep it in there and then just find something else that you can add to. Why are you trying to get plus four hundred? What? Why are you trying to get plus four hundred?
1: So the promo on Fanduel is. You put 20 on, um, a four leg parlay. Oh, it's going to make me wrong. Again. Um, just a second. You put 20 on a four leg parlay. The requirements though are the final odds have to be plus 400 or greater to qualify. And then win or lose, you get $10 in site credit.
0: Okay, so what games were you doing again? So I've got Colts,
1: Packers, Chiefs, Rams, Cowboys.
0: Okay, well, I would consider either adding Cincinnati. Well, I thought you were going to add Pittsburgh to that.
1: I was, but you talked me out of it.
0: Okay, good. Um, Or Buffalo. Cincinnati or Buffalo.
1: Yeah, I can do Buffalo, and then if I want, I can cash out. Yeah. Now it's plus 532. But I will still wait on the injury report from the Giants and see if that affects anything.
0: You want me to let you in on a little same game parlay that I have going on right now, and it's turning out very nicely. I got some as
1: well. If you want to hear mine,
0: okay. Well, I'll share first because I brought it up. I know. <laughs> I, I was just I was just saying I'm, I'm I can
1: I can also join in as well.
0: Okay, so for tonight's game, uh, the. Tampa Bay Eagles game I had Antonio Brown anytime touchdown Leonard Fournette anytime touchdown oh Uh, Mike Mike Evans plus 25 yards Chris Godwin uh, plus 25 yards Antonio Brown plus 25 yards Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers double result and Tampa Bay first half spread at three and a half and Tampa Bay full game spread at six and a half
1: that's looking pretty nice. You need, that, you need a it, catch from it, Evans, and the Tampa to win by seven.
0: Yeah, it was at plus a thousand odds. I put fifty on it. Oh
1: my gosh, man!
0: Put fifty on it, and it wins me five hundred and seventy-two. Wow. Um,
1: I have Tampa Bay six and a half. Tampa Bay money line uh Brady 250 uh Antonio Brown 25 um in the second half Tampa Bay have over 14 and a half points and Mike Evans that and Mike Evans that 50
0: yards see I was really looking my chops at the plus 14 and a half but I'm like you know it's gonna be like them to get just two touchdowns and really screw me on that. Yeah,
1: but it's plus four thirty three. I put ten on it. I get ten back because it's Fanduel if it loses, but it's fifty three thirty nine if it wins. Mm. Um, and then I have another one that I'll have to look up.
0: Did you do the boost of uh, Tom Brady to throw 300-plus and Buccaneers to win?
1: I did not, but I did the boost on Caesars of Tom Brady to have 230 and two touchdowns. Ah,
0: oh, shoot, I should, have saw, I should have saw that one.
1: You got to monitor Caesars, man.
0: See, when you have nine books, okay, they're hard <laughs> to monitor.
1: I mean, I got five. Um, here it's, uh, Caesars currently has a boost for Brady to have two or more touchdowns in the second half overtime, plus 175. Um, let's see what my thing is here. Um, I got Chris Godwin over to have at least 72 receiving yards and Antonio Brown to have at least 64 and Tampa Bay to win by seven, and that's a $25 for 145. And then that boost to Tom Brady for 25 to 50. Not bad. Not bad. What are, what are Godwin and Brown at right now? 52 and uh, 43? Yeah. They should have gone like with the that. receptions, man. They were both at five and a half.
0: Mm-hmm. Here's one thing that I've learned since Gronkowski's been gone. You can almost guarantee Antonio Brown's getting a touchdown. Really? Yeah. He's gotten a touchdown in every single game. That Gronkowski has been out.
1: I also should have taken Fournette's carries. I think they were at like 13 and a half or something. He's got 12 right now.
0: hmm Yeah. with the way Fournette's been playing, I'm thinking about I should have accepted that trade. <laughs> I mean, Fournette's not consistent, though. No, he's been doing them the last three, three weeks. Um, but, yeah, you're right. You're right. Let's see what else. We're doing I mean. podcast, right, <laughs> what? I said we're doing a podcast, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. DeMori Smith was reelected. Russell Wilson's going to be out at least a month with that finger. Um. Uh, the Chiefs got banged up with the Bills. Clyde Edwards-Alaire hurt a knee. Tyreek Hill hurt something. Uh. Who else? Someone else. There were two other people, key people that hurt something. I think Travis Kelsey hurt something, but it wasn't serious. And someone on defense hurt, like, a hand or something. So
0: keep an eye on that.
1: Uh, Juju is out for the season for the Steelers.
0: Mm, Maybe those TikToks gave him bad Juju, but okay. just had to get it in there I had to so that's
1: going to be it and I'm sorry that's how it ends um
0: <laughs>
1: this has been run up the score you can check the link in the show notes check out all social media refer your friends uh share the podcast rate review subscribe all the good stuff send us an email um we will be back next week to review what happened this week this coming week and then we will preview the week after that so NFL, NFL, NFL. That's what we do here. Run up the score. Facts.